and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, and as always, joined by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how are you doing today? I'm good, Andy. How you doing? I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm actually, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm, I think I'm pretty decent. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, maybe it, like I held in a sneeze a little bit because we didn't record yesterday. But um, <laughs> no, I'm good. Otherwise, how you doing? Pretty decent is a is a pretty good answer. Um, this is yeah, this is a uh, uh, not our usual recording time, but I was doing uh, just a ton of shows this weekend, so uh, it was uh, it was nice to to at least maybe juggle around some of the shows. I actually recorded an episode on um, super fan of the show Jedi Geek Girls podcast, all about the Phantom Menace, so that should be coming out pretty soon, and I'm uh, I'm anxious for for people to hear that, so I'll I'll definitely let you guys know when that drops, but. Really quick, Dak, do you like The Phantom Menace? <laughs> um, uh, like is a strong word, you know? Uh, okay. Okay. I would say I I, uh, I have watched it, you know? <laughs> that's, just, that's that's about as much praise as I could give it. No. Okay, I, I feel that. I feel that. It's, uh, it's definitely a divisive movie and not one that I don't think... I don't think even its most loyal fans would say that it's a, the perfect movie, so... Yeah, we did a we did a show uh, last Saturday about that, so that's gonna be pretty cool coming out. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm excited to be talking some Metroid. You know, when when life gets heavy, the best thing to do is just uh, block it all out and talk about the things you love: Zelda, Metroid, movies, all of that stuff. So I'm uh, I'm glad to be here doing that today. And uh, you know what is something that I didn't know was a thing, but I found out yesterday was Alien Day. Uh, and I'm talking about the movie Alien Day. I'm not exactly sure why the the 26th of April is Alien Day. I'm probably sure there's an obscure date in the movie that I'm forgetting. But, uh, you know, it felt kind of uh, apropos to talk about that, considering that Metroid is, you know, such a franchise that is inspired by the movie Alien. And I feel like I say this every week, but, you know, we do have shows planned for, you know, we have about 50 topics of stuff that we want to talk about in the show. And one of them is a deep dive into the movie Alien and kind of how it inspired Metroid in particular. So um, shout out to uh, to Alien Day. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I, I just quickly typed it in because I had a note for myself. So apparently the 26th of April is Alien Day because of LV426, which is like the moon in the movie. Uh, I see, I see. Yeah, so from, from Aliens, that's the moon Acheron. So April 26th, there you go. So that's that's the answer. That's a nice little um, interesting bit of alien trivia right there. I yeah. actually I was kind of inspired to to go and buy Alien Isolation, which I've kind of heard like mixed things about it. But you know, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about like how I kind of like horror and Metroid, and I was like, you know, that's kind of like that's kind of like Metroidy horror ish. So I'm gonna I'm gonna track a uh, copy of that game down, and maybe we'll spend some time on the show talking about that game sometime in the future. You ever played that before? Uh, is Alien Isolation the one with the really bad like? AI that came out at launch because I remember there was an alien game that came out that was really really bad at launch and like the AI was absolutely horrendous if that's the game you're uh, talking about then I played it a little bit when it first came out to experience that but otherwise I, I didn't go very far into the game yeah you know it might be um, like I remember when alien isolation came out I don't I don't think it reviewed very well yeah it's and probably that's kind of why I was just like on the fence about it mm -hmm. about getting it because I really love alien um, you know right up my alley obviously but, um, you know, the, the game, uh, yeah, I think I just heard some mixed things. So I was just like, yeah, I don't know about this. Maybe I'll, 
maybe I'll wait. Apparently, it was actually like two bucks on <laughs> Steam yesterday. But my computer is not a is not a computer that is is or should be running Steam games. So I I passed on that. But uh, yeah, Alien Day was yesterday, but today is of course Metroid Day, and every Tuesday is Metroid Day as Dak and I dive into the wonderful world of Metroid. And we're uh, we're kind of taking a, a question that we got in our bonus episode that dropped uh, last Friday, which, by the way, thank you everybody again for helping us hit uh, 100 followers on Twitter. Um, you know, it's we're, we're doing pretty good over there, actually. It's, the momentum hasn't stopped, so maybe we need to put another bonus incentive in for... Uh, for 200 followers, I don't know, Dak. Maybe that's something that you and I can brainstorm behind the scenes here. Yeah, you know, I don't think I, we're I too think, far off. I think we, uh, I want to say that we've already surpassed, I'm going to look real quick because I got to know. We've already passed 116 followers, which is hype. And Ooh. yeah, so there you go. And we've already hit, you know, uh, the bonus episode already hit 100 downloads already too. And we've, we've consistently hit that pretty, like we're getting solid numbers. It's hype. Thanks everyone for, for tuning in. And speaking of things we should do, I really think we should just do like, an audio commentary of like a playthrough of one of the Metroid games or, or other M or something like that. I don't know. Um, that would be a cool bonus episode. Maybe just like pl- a play something you'd like listen to as you play it along. Oh, totally. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. I actually, I just picked up some uh, streaming software in a, an Elgato streaming device. And like, I don't know anything about streaming or Twitch or anything. So like, you can, maybe maybe I'll try and set it up, and you can watch Old Man Spateri here try and find his way about the the world of streaming. Oh man, um, I could uh, I could uh, backseat gamer you. I'm just I'm trying. I, I'll need it. <laughs> yeah, I'll need I'll need someone giving me instructions slash directions. Um, but yeah, so so back to the original point. We uh, we had a question come in last week that I was I, I was just like wow this is it seems like such a um, such an open and shut question. But when I was thinking about it. I was just like, okay, well, maybe this isn't actually as straightforward as it seems. And, like, there's a lot of, of layers to that onion, uh, as it were. So this was asked by David Wayne Nystrom, who's a, a close buddy of mine. And he said something to the effect of, like, should Metroid exist in a shared universe? And he listed off a couple other Nintendo franchises. And I really I wanted to explore in depth that question because I... Like, I don't know about you, Dak, but for me, when I heard that question, my immediate answer is like, no, of course not. Was that the, kind of the same thing with you? I don't know if it was like an immediate no, of course not. But, you know, it's not something mm. I think I like super need, at least for Metroid. But I, I'm a big fan of crossovers in general. I'm always a fan of, you know, I'm a big Smash guy and I'm a big you know, fighting game fan and stuff like that. I love seeing crossovers. So at the end of the day, I think crossovers are exciting. And if I saw a Metroid crossover, I would be excited for it. I would, I would... Uh, want that but uh, is it something I like need does it feel necessary to me is it something I want before like actual Metroid games not really yeah so I, I was I was kind of the uh, of the same opinion where I'm like you know as much as I think like some of these crossover games are cool there's also a lot of times where like they just really feel like hokey and stuff like that and I was kind of thinking of Tokyo Mirage Sessions as like a big offender of that and I don't mean any disrespect to that game it's developers. I've never played it. Just the concept to me was just like, eh. Is that know, a crossover? This... Yeah, yeah. it's got like Fire Emblem characters and uh, I think Persona characters or whatever oh, kind of characters okay. are in there. I thought it was only Fire Emblem characters just dancing and singing for some reason. 
I don't really get um, it. I don't really get it. I don't understand like what, the, yeah. <laughs> what it's for. But and I mean, it. someone correct me when I, you know, if <laughs> if I'm not wrong. But so and again, kind of my idea with like a shared, you know, and I guess that there's a big difference between a shared universe and a crossover. Like for me, Smash Bros is kind of its own unique island where like it's not necessarily a, a crossover per se, but it is like this whole unique like thing where you know everybody from all these different video games are here, but like, it's obviously not like a canon experience or whatever. It's just a kind of for fun thing. So when I hear the words shared universe in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, so whatever is about to take place is like part of Metroid canon or Metroid lore. Um, you know, and I, I don't really know. I don't really know again, if I'm, if I'm super down with that because you know, Metroid is one of the Nintendo series that is a little bit more on the serious side and refreshingly. So, but that also kind of means that it doesn't lend itself as well to that kind of flexibility that you get when you have like Mario and Luigi go and meet the rabbits. You know what I mean? That feels 100% natural. Uh, it feels a little bit less natural for Metroid to go and do that. So my immediate reaction is like, no, this, is, this doesn't make any sense at all. I don't like it. I, I don't really want to see it. But as I'm thinking about this, I, I kind of stop and I'm, I'm kind of putting into perspective into my head. I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, shared universes, maybe a little bit less so now that the whole Avengers boom is kind of over after Endgame, but a few years previous, like, everybody wanted a shared universe. You saw it in the, like, the DC movies, you saw it in the, like, the King Kong movies and Godzilla movies, um, they were doing that whole Amazing Spider-Man universe, like, that was the thing to do, right? So, I'm thinking to myself that, and I'm gonna use Marvel as an analogy here, I'm, I'm thinking, like, man, like, you know, we've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about, you know, did Nintendo miss its chance to make Metroid a mega series? Like, missteps that Metroid, or not Metroid, but Nintendo has made with Metroid in in order to, like, not elevate it or not get it to that next level. What could be a better thing to, like, garner interest in a Metroid game than if it was, like, a shared universe game and there were other Nintendo characters in there and this was, like, a canon experience? And I'm... I'm thinking to myself, like, Marvel did this so brilliantly where it elevated these B-level properties and made them, like, A-plus level properties. Because, I mean, a lot of people forget, like, before the whole Avengers thing, like, Iron Man wasn't, like, a really big name in comics. Like, he was kind of like a mid-tier Marvel hero. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I 100% understand what you're saying. And, yeah, there's definitely that, like, huge appeal, or there was. I think there still kind of is, but it's hard to judge right now because of, like, the state of the world. But it certainly hit, like, mm -hmm. a big peak at, you know, with Endgame for sure for that, like, you know, shared universe kind of thing. But it's hard with, like, games and certainly Nintendo specifically um, because, like, the stories are so, like, completely separate, right? Where, like, right. In, in comics, they all more or less all the superheroes live in the real world, you know, like, so there doesn't need to be any world building to make it make sense that these characters could show up in the same place, you know, like they just do. Whereas with Nintendo, right. like all these characters might as well exist in completely different universes, dimensions and all that, even if they cross over and smash. So at least for me, it's hard to like wrap my like mind around it. Like other than like, okay, I could still see like Samus, like, and Zelda somehow being in the same like timeline, but like thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of years apart or something <laughs> like that, like something crazy like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess like again, it, it, something we touched on last time, which was you know, and like you just touched on previously, is that yeah, there are only so many ways that like Metroid could really like conceivably like cross over with another 
Nintendo franchise right. as it is. And at the same time, does having like the shared universe thing really benefit other properties, you know, another like video game franchise, like it would for like a movie character, you know, like does Samus showing up in a Zelda game or link showing up in a Metroid game really like super increase the value of the brand itself? Or is it like, you know, a hot shot? Like it's maybe people might check out the game more because I'm so glad that you, just you know, said that. that, that specific game, you know, like they might check that specific game out because link is in it, but are they going to keep playing Metroid games? I don't know. Probably not. Um, so yeah, like I, it's, I think it's like hard cause the methodology makes sense. At least we've seen it in action in movies, but at the same time, the circumstances are different. The characters and the settings are different. Um, how movies work is completely, you know, is completely different. So it, it's, at least for me, it's hard to like wrap my mind around like how it would really work, uh, in a conceivable way and like logically and in yes. a good way too, at least for like Nintendo games. Yeah. I, I'm, I agree with everything you just said and like all of it makes perfect sense. And, you know, we, we are going to talk a little bit later in the show about, like, how you could actually pull it off. But I'm really glad that you kind of brought that up. Like, would people actually play the game that they were in? And I'm going to circle back to Marvel here just for a quick second to kind of put a, a bow on my point that I was making earlier. Um, you know, I mentioned Iron Man, how he was kind of like a B-level superhero before they got this whole shared universe thing going. You look at the, the history that Marvel uh, has, and, like because all of these movies were part of the larger Marvel cinematic universe, like they became big deals. Like before, before the movie came out, like guardians of the galaxy was a very, very niche kind of a comic book. Right. Um, before the movie came out, uh, if this movie was a standalone movie, Ant-Man, I just don't think that that would have been an attractive mm. movie to put out there. Wait, 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 hold um, on. Before we go any further on that, I do disagree because I don't think the value of like Iron Man or even Guardians of the Galaxy necessarily was that they were tied into the larger universe, especially Iron Man because it didn't exist, right? People didn't go and see Iron Man be really because, um, you know, Samuel L. Jackson shows up at the end and says, yo, we're doing the Avengers thing, like hop in. Ah, they, yeah, but they, that but, was the big buzz about the movie. Right, but the reason people saw the movie and continue to see Iron Man movies because of Robert Downey Jr. And and other Marvel movies right. is because they have these huge actors in them. So, like, and that was a big a deal. Like, you take a B, you know, character for comics, and it's, it wasn't necessarily that they put him in a big share universe. It's because they attached an A-list actor to a B-list character, and they elevated that I, B-list character yeah, to okay. an A-list. So, I don't... I, I get what you're saying, so, but... Yeah. In, in order to, to kind of combat that a little bit, you wouldn't have been able to attract A-list actors to projects like Guardians of the Galaxy or Captain Marvel or Ant-Man unless they were going to be a success. And I don't think that they would have been as successful without them being part of this shared cinematic universe leading up to this big epic clash at the end. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I mean, agree I guess, but Iron, saying. But it didn't exist for Iron Man. Like, that didn't exist. So, like, how could they, like, you know, were they making the movie saying, like, okay, this movie is going to be a success because it's going to eventually lead to a huge universe? It had to succeed on its own. You know, it had to succeed as a standalone movie for the universe right. to even exist. So I definitely still disagree because, like, they couldn't have possibly really known if the universe, like the share universe movie cinematic thing was going to like actually fully succeed to the level that they needed, what they needed to do is have these 
individual standalone movies that worked well as a foundation to start mixing everything together, which was why they needed to take all those A-list actors to make sure people went in the door because that's what's going to guaranteed bring people in. Robert Downey Jr., big hot property character that people don't really know. Oh, that's really interesting. Totally going to go see that. And it worked. Then the shared universe stuff really could get going. And I would say other movies, yeah, probably, you know, took more value from it. But like the original Iron Man, though, that definitely wasn't the case. Like that was all Robert Downey Jr., at least for like ninety nine percent. The proof is the proof is in the pudding though, because you know each each Iron Man movie was more successful than the last. So like right, no, I agree with that, that. But the original definitely Iron Man, helps. Though. Yeah, for sure. Right. I agree and with and that. you know the, the star the star value of Robert Downey Jr. and the performance also can't be ignored. But yeah, to kind of circle back to my point, I think that they all benefited from being part of that larger whole. And yeah. we've seen that this formula um, is actually like already proven successful in video games because you go back to Super Smash Bros. Melee. You have these two fighters in there, Marth and Roy, that nobody knows who they are, but because they were so well-received in that game, you know, you have a bunch of people that are wanting to play Fire Emblem, and eventually the series is brought over to North America and is now getting, you know, as we talked about a couple episodes ago, it's getting the Nintendo push, where, like, Nintendo's all behind this series. Um, even you could make a case for, like, someone like Ness being a part of the original Smash Bros. Like, Earthbound, again, is a very, very niche game, but I think that... You know, I think that if you ask people, they know Ness more so from Super Smash Bros. than than Earthbound. So, like, you can you can see the seeds of success in that formula already for Nintendo games, which is why I was just kind of like, you know, I don't love the idea of Metroid existing in, like, a shared universe in a non... Like, again, I think of Smash Bros. as kind of like a non-canon, just kind of a silly kind of a crossover where, you know, if I'm talking about a Metroid, like, shared universe, I think that that needs to be an important part of the game. So... Um, well, well yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, okay, go on. Uh, no, no, go ahead. Where are you? Gonna well, say? I was, you know, I'm, I was thinking on those two games you brought up. It's interesting because we do think of like Smash as being that like game that like you know makes people like realize what these characters are like, you know, informs people on characters they might not know about. But if you think about it, like, does it really always translate to like a huge amount of success for those franchises? Because like those two games you just mentioned, right? Uh, Fire Emblem. It wasn't Smash or uh, Marth and Roy being in in Smash that really got like Fire Emblem like as huge as it is now. It was like later when they added all the anime stuff. Um, it was really like an advertisement for the games, but like it wasn't. Fire Emblem was never a huge success until kind of recently. And Earthbound. I mean, yeah, people found out who like Ness and Lucas are and all that kind of stuff, and that's cool. But I mean, Earthbound is still super niche, and it's really still a uh, it's a very tiny, small franchise. Um, right. So I, I still feel like even that is like almost kind of. Uh, but you have you, you know. just have a lot more eyes on like who are these True. guys? Where do they come from? Let's bring over the Fire Emblem games and let's see how they do. I, I just I don't think that would have ever happened if not for Melee. I, I truly. Oh don't. yeah, still you're definitely not uh, wrong there either. Um, but yeah, you know I I definitely think that's like why they did it, and certainly I mean I had no idea who those characters were until then. Um, I wish maybe they capitalized that on it more, though, because, like, you know, they could have made more Earthbound games and they didn't. Well, or, yeah, or, or whatever. That's a whole other discussion for another day, yeah. I think. But, um, but uh, the other thing I want to mention, though, is that, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, shared universe stuff. I still think if we did, like, a Metroid shared universe, in my mind, that would still be, like, it wouldn't really be a crossover. Because a shared universe, like, is different from a crossover, like... In that, if there was a shared universe for Metroid, I feel like that would be like, okay, there would be Metroid games starring different, like, Metroid characters, not necessarily Samus, right? Like, whereas if it was, like, a shared universe involving Metroid and other Nintendo properties, that would be, like, a Nintendo shared universe, not, like, a Metroid 
shared universe, you know? So, like, the question would be, like, do we want, like, a Nintendo shared universe where these characters can cross over and it is canon? Or do we want a Metroid shared universe where there might be other games that don't star mm-hmm. Samus? Yeah. And they all are part of the same timeline in that kind of capacity? Or are we looking for crossovers, which are, like, more non-canon, you know, uh, you know, mingling between franchises that Nintendo owns? So I think my answer is somewhere in the middle where like in my mind a shared universe doesn't mean that you have to have a Metroid game without Samus but that just means that during your Metroid game with Samus like let's say someone else let's say Captain Falcon could show up and help you out for a part of the mission or something like that but like um, I I think that you don't want to call it the Metroid shared universe because you know in, in my eyes you have like a couple different series but you also don't want to call it the Nintendo shared universe because you also can't have like um you know, you, you can't have, like, Yoshi coming into the scene or whatever fighting Metroids. So I think that the answer is um, hmm. somewhere in the middle. But, uh, like, just, again, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of, like, the synergy of, like, taking, like, you know, the buzz of, like, oh, man, like, you know, there's a couple different... It's almost like a crossover, but it's not, and, like, this is so cool. I'm thinking that you could elevate some B-level franchises maybe to the next level in a similar way that you did with Captain Falcon... Or with Captain Falcon, Captain Marvel... And, uh, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. But, I mean, I think you're right. The The key is kind of nailing down, like, how does this work? Who makes sense? Who doesn't make sense? And, like, how how can we do this eloquently and in a way that's not just, like, totally ridiculous, basically? Um, so, I guess let's, uh, let's talk about some of the franchises I think that could potentially inhabit let's just let's call it the metroid shared universe even though we know that it's not actually like you know that's not what we want to call it in the grand scheme of things but just for the sake of this show let's just call it the metroid shared universe or or characters that could exist in the same universe as metroid and let's start off with the easy one we touched on it a little bit in our bonus show but you know this one just seems like such an obvious obvious choice and that is f-zero and and i think that it's very obvious for a couple reasons f-zero and metroid are Actually, I was gonna say they're both B level franchises. I think F Zero is actually like a C level franchise. It's like a D level <laughs> franchise, unfortunately. Uh, so, and and all the more reason where that could use kind of the rub of being in a shared universe and like building up excitement and whatever for it. I think like again, F Zero is one of those ones where like people know Captain Falcon from Super Smash Bros. rather than from F Zero necessarily. So you could incorporate Captain Falcon, the Bounty Hunter into the world of metroid you know they kind of live in the f-zero universe they have kind of like an intergalactic space kind of raceway thing going on there it's like i don't think that one's too much of a stretch for captain falcon Mm. and samus to meet honestly the more you talk about it the less i want (laughs) i want it um and i feel like it almost cheapens like metroid if you were to do that like if let's say metroid's a b-tier game and F Zero is like a D tier game. Now we got a C tier game. I think if we're like trying to share universes or cross over for Metroid, we want we want to be punching up, you know. We don't want to be punching down or maybe not even sideways, but at least not punching down. And I, I would I personally wouldn't be interested in that. All of a sudden, there's like oh, there's some racing stuff. I'm like uh, okay, like I guess it's like it would still feel kind of forced. Um, well, hold on. You can't deny that that just makes the most sense. Though, it in would terms make of, like the aesthetic, right? It like yeah, aesthetically, yeah, logically, and all that. Yes, it would make like the most sense. Obviously, than more than like Mario or Pokemon. But just you know, the more you were describing it, though, I was just like, oh, I actually want it less because I this is this is something I did kind of want. 
last time we were talking about this, or at least I didn't not want it. But now the more I think about it, I'm like, I don't even know if I'd want these two to really kind of mix at all because that's really where the similarities end, like what they look like. And not even what they look like is even all that identical. They're just, you know, they kind of share sci-fi tropes. You know, they share mm-hmm. ships. They share being in space. Other than that, there's really very little that actually makes the again, Captain Falcon's a bounty hunter. I mean, Samus isn't really even a bounty hunter, you know, so that, that, that's not even a similarity. And we who has even seen Captain Falcon do much bounty hunting at all? We just see him race. So like that. Exactly. This would be such a great opportunity like, to I, see just Captain Falcon. I guess, but like, then why not just make an F Zero game? You know, like, why are we? Why would? Why spend the time to make a Metroid? Why don't just make an F Zero an adventure game? You know, with some racing or like not racing, but flying your ship around and like other stuff we're gonna learn about Captain Falcon. I feel like it would cheapen both experiences because you'd be not being able to like put a hundred percent into either of them. You kind of be mixing the two, and you're not getting the full taste of both. Um, at least in the capacity of Metro. I mean, personally, I don't really care about like expanding more, knowing more about Captain Falcon. He's just a dude, a big, big burly dude who punches people and runs around and is on fire. Like that's fine. Like he's a smash guy. I don't really need to know about that personally as a Metroid fan. Um, so if like I had a Metroid game, there was F Zero game kind of come out. I would, it would feel kind of cheap to me. And and again, that does also come down to the fact that their similarities do kind of run dry very quickly. And it really just comes down to the fact that they're both sci-fi games. That's really kind of where it ends. Um, and the fact that F-Zero is like the only sci-fi game that's like Metroid in that capacity in terms of setting other than like Star Fox, but that has animals. Um, yeah, I don't know. The more you talked about it, yeah, I kind of only want it less. But again, if there was like a non-canon crossover, you know, and there's an F-Zero, Metroid, Star Fox or whatever racing game, something like that, that's one thing. Yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, do I want a Metroid game where Captain Falcon shows up and is my ally or like shows up for a mission or is, a, you know, an anti? No, no, I don't I don't I don't want that um, at, at all, actually. I, you know, I think that the the best thing about Captain Falcon and the F-Zero universe is it's like it's a blank slate. Like there's not really yeah. a whole lot of built in lore. Like there is exactly, there, you know, there's some stuff that goes on in F-Zero GX, which is like it kind of has a little bit of a story, but not really. So like. The, the beautiful thing is that if you were to have this this game which features this uh, this crossover in the shared universe, you could basically twist and mold the F-Zero universe to be whatever you need it to be in order to make it make sense for Samus to be there and stuff like that. And see, I think that that is like the most natural fit. I, d- I don't really agree with you that they're dragging each other down. I think that the experience of like the team-up factor would drag both of them up. Um, drag them know, up? Would it be... <laughs> <laughs> Would it be great if we could pair Samus with, like, you know, the biggest Nintendo franchise, like Mario? Like, yeah, that would be cool, but it also just, I don't feel like it fits. Well, unless you want to have Samus show up in, like, Super Mario Galaxy, which actually would be kind of cool. That, but again, but that I, don't, cool. I don't feel like Okay, it that's what I'm saying. No, that would be kind of cool. No, it wouldn't, but I would put Metro with Zelda, which is the next best thing. I think... See, I, like to me, that doesn't fit at all. I could that's, s- like, two totally different clashes. I see. I think, like, I could see Zelda and Metroid working more than, like, F-Zero and Metroid because, like, the tone is different and the theme – or, I'm sorry, that the tone is similar and the themes feel a little more similar and, you know, like, they're both adventure game type games. They are uh, both have, like, a hero in that kind of capa- similar capacity. Um, they both have, I think, pretty similar tones. I don't know. F-Zero and Metroid, like, again let – me, Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What's your favorite Lord of the Rings and Star Wars crossover movie? 
Uh, dude, I don't know anything about Lord of the Rings, dude. Yeah, exactly. They don't they don't cross over. That's like Metroid no. and Zelda. Okay, like... right, but like I no, and I get you there. But you couldn't deny me that if Star Wars and Lord of the Rings crossed over, it wouldn't be hype as hell and probably good. <laughs> like I don't know. I think I I mean it would be great, but I'm trying to think of like something that feasibly makes sense and like in, in my mind, like, you, you kind of put all these franchises together that need a boost. Like, Zelda doesn't need a boost. Right, I, but I Metroid does. You, exactly, exactly. Zelda does not need a boost, but, but I Metroid think, does. I think that the crossover is the boost. It's not the franchise that it's mis- it's mixing with. It's the fact that you're you're creating this shared universe where it's like it's almost like Smash Bros. Mini, but it's an actual game with an actual storyline. Like, that's the boost. Uh, I mean, because I get, I don't know, man. Because it's at least for F Zero. I mean, I, I personally, I really don't care about F Zero too. It's like, all right, all right. I let's, think that let's I think one from F Zero. Well, I do. I well, that's one thing. But I do think that like, if you know, you're talking about how like F Zero is a blank slate. If we let's say we had a Metroid game where there's F Zero stuff happening and and we there's a lot of like lore being made up for F Zero kind of on the spot, then it would kind of feel like. The F Zero is kind of like over, overshadowing the Metroid part of a Metroid game, which is what I don't want. Now, if Samus shows up in an F Zero game, that's canon or whatever. Okay, that's that's one thing. That's fine. I don't really care about that. That's short. But um, I don't know if I'd like it the other way. I'd rather if it's going to be a Metroid game for for it to be Metroid characters. And yeah, I mean that's totally legit. And I yeah, at least I think that, that like that the beauty scenario. of this is like if you if you do it, you can have like. The Metroid focus game, and maybe Captain Falcon has a cameo. You could have the F Zero game, where like maybe Samus has a cameo, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, let's let's talk about another franchise that I actually think would go kind of well with this aesthetic. Uh, I'm not sure that you're gonna agree with me, but um, here I go. Have you ever <laughs> played Xenoblade Chronicles? Uh, yeah, I have. I've played Xenoblade Chronicles, and I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna okay, say. Okay, so. I- <laughs> Actually, uh, the first Xenoblade Chronicles I don't think would work at all. Okay. But like, okay. The second, the second, actually not the second. Technically, the one... Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yes. Okay. The one on the Wii U. Yes. That is something that I could feasibly see working because it's another. It's a very sci-fi esque series. Um, each Xenoblade Chronicles game is totally different from the other. By the way, to mm-hmm. anybody listening that has not experienced them, so X is completely different from all the other settings. You have more realistic characters, and you have these awesome like like mechs that you basically ride around in. You have uh, uh, basically like colony starships that are trying to find planets to inhabit and stuff like that to to save Earth and its its species and stuff like that. It's a very very sci-fi esque setting, and not at all like I, I think that Xenoblade Chronicles Two is like very anime. And Xenoblade Chronicles 1 is, is really cool. It's kind of its own thing. But X, I feel like, is just, like, the perfect match in terms of aesthetic and tone to, um, to like, kind of the, you know, the the starsy kind of saga that we got going on out in space with, with uh, Metroid there. So I feel like if that were to intercept maybe in the, the Metroid shared universe too, that wouldn't feel entirely out of place either. I don't know. What do you think about that? That was kind of my oddball pick. Well, I was gonna say I definitely don't agree if like Shulk is gonna be showing up and you no. know in, in those in those <laughs> no. trousers. No, I'm not about that. Um, yeah, you know Xenoblade Chronicles X. If you're gonna pick any of the Xenoblade games, that's certainly the pick. Uh, beyond that, I can I can see what you're saying. I I can see what you're saying. Yeah, I still think it's a little a little too like it doesn't really remind me of like Metroidy. I mean, it's not not that we're looking for something that's supposed to remind us of Metroid or anything, but 
It, this does kind of feel like it clashes a little bit because it feels a bit too anime-y. And, uh, uh, like... It would, it would fit in with other M, that's for sure. <laughs> well, that's not what I want. You know, cause Let's not go there. At the end of the day, you know, even though, like, Metroid sci-fi, like, it's not, like, hard sci-fi, but it's, like, mostly realistic sci-fi, right? It's not, like, fantasy sci-fi for the most part, um, I would say. And this kind of feels like fantasy sci-fi still-ish to me. Um, so that's why I'm still a little, like, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, this would be... It, yeah... I, I mean, I'd be. I think if I had to pick between like this and F Zero, I'd probably go with this. So that's. I can't. I can't believe you're hating on F Zero. I'm not hating on. Just I'm not so hating on F Zero. It just. It doesn't do like it doesn't because of the <sighs> fact that nothing has happened. I have no interest. You know, at least Xenoblade X has, seems to have like some characters and a bunch of stuff, and I I really like mechs. Mechs are really cool. Um, and all that. I think that the mechs would be perfect. I think the mechs would for, be sick. Like the the Metroid universe. I, now, like imagine too if they got a. Well, actually, imagine this too in the in the form of Captain Falcon. Imagine there that the game or whatever is set off where like Falcon and Samus are pitted against each other. Like I, that would be so cool. I just like, can't again, see Falcon's them being like in the same world. Slate. I just can't. Like Falcon is this ridiculous like non-person man. Like he is this uh, absolutely like ridiculous character that I just would, would I think would clash so much with like. I can't see him facing off against Samus in like a in a realistic way that wouldn't make me laugh, you know? Like what's he gonna be doing? Like running around like trying to captain like Falcon punch him like her? Like while they're fighting? Maybe. Like I don't know. That'd be awesome. It would be awesome, but like that's what I want from Smash. I don't want that from a Metroid game, you know? That's why I play Smash. I can already do that. I can go load up Ultimate right now. Or any Smash game since nineteen ninety eight or whatever it is, ninety nine, whatever, and do that, you know, that already exists. Like why do I need to like play I, I think you got to open your mind to the possibilities of captain falcon and samus <laughs> meeting in like a bounty hunter clash here maybe not necessarily falcon punching her but like using some cool moves and stuff like like that would be an awesome it would be, be it awesome would be game. i mean it would be sick yeah at the end look again at the end of the day i'm not a person who's not going to play the game right like i'm not going to sit here and not say yeah obviously if i'm going to play a metro game and i'm fighting against captain falcon and he's trying to like falcon punch me or whatever and i'm shooting you know like yeah obviously that'd be you know cool whatever it's a video game at the end of the day if i have fun that's cool that's fine so yeah i'm not gonna like argue in that capacity yeah i think it would be cool in that way um but you know i think again that's also why i play smash so whatever you know okay i i i feel like you're gonna hate my next one speaking of making you <laughs> laugh but i i kind of thought like i don't even you know, know how you're we're doing spin this one <laughs> i really don't I'm, i was like I, I was like maybe if we're doing uh kind of the funny like you know this crossover there's got to be moments of levity in there i was thinking like man who who better to show up in like a metroid shared universe than rob the robot now before you dump all over that just think of it i i actually feel like rob could show up in a metroid game now and just be like kind of like the funny Easter egg or whatever. But like imagine imagine that Rob just kinda of has a cameo in there somehow, some way. I think that would be so funny and like a little wink and a nod at the audience to like, you know, the fact that you're playing this first ever Metroid shared universe game. Like, here's here's this robotic character that is like obviously not sci fi, but you can twist him so that he is. I think that would be great. I, man, honestly, I think this is your best one yet. I agree. I think <laughs> I would love to have uh, like a situation where like I don't know, maybe like Samus gets saved by like some ship and like gets on the ship and it's like Rob is uh, uh, Rob is piloting it or something. I'd be like, yeah, oh, I, I'd love that. I, yeah, that see that because Rob. Okay, I I'm okay with that. For, number one because I'm low key a Rob fan. I like Rob uh, since Mario Kart DS. I played Rob in that game. 
So I, I, I like Robin. I like that he was put in Smash. Second, um, he exists in the real world. He's the only Nintendo thing that exists in the real world. And Metroid's pretty realistic. So I could see someone in Metroid making a Rob that would do robot-y things. Yes. Yes. I'm... Or, hey, maybe Samus fights a corrupted or out of control rob right like remember when she fights the security drone awesome. in fusion or something yes. it's a it's a rob out of control on the loose i would yeah that's see that's something that's like ton and tongue-in-cheek right like it, it would it could actually be awesome if they made this like really like crazy scary menacing like rob robot going nuts or something really dangerous yeah that'd be that'd be cool and i don't think it would be that ridiculous where like oh this is stupid you know whatever when you're playing like they could they could do it enough and it's like at the end of the day it'd still be a robot you know so like it wouldn't be like that crazy like those exist um and rob literally exists so yeah, that, I think so far, I think your ideas have gotten better and better, Andy. I think so far I would rank <laughs> Rob first oh, for cro- Shared Universe, Rob first, then Xenoblade, Chronicles X, and then F-Zero. But I'm all I'm all about Rob, yeah, for sure. All right, so I think we're going backwards because as much as I love Rob, start, like F-Zero is the one to me that just seems so obvious. Why are you hating so on Rob, natural. man? But I, I, I'm not hating on Rob. I do love Rob. I think that that would be so funny if you played it off like, tongue-in-cheek or maybe like you hear about this really menacing bounty hunter and you, they just build up build it up build it up yeah, you rob. finally meet the bounty hunter it's rob <laughs> that would be so funny i think i wouldn't be against um, that because you know metroid i i think that there is a place for select moments of levity in metroid i i truly oh, do like sure. remember when you like when you find i forget which prime game this is off the top of my head but you find the log about like how the space pirates are experimenting with the morph balls and they're trying to like get their space pirates to do it and it's like we've ended up horribly mutilated maybe i'm just twisted but i thought that was really funny yeah i know metroid has definitely done that they've kind of haven't done it too much but like in the scans and like kind of interactions with like certain like you know the animals whatever Mm. might be like a little cutesy and stuff like that yeah there are moments of levity in metroid for sure and you got to have that in and i think any kind of serious or you know dramatic kind of fiction right you got to have those those moments of levity so yeah and i think nowadays because you know crossover stuff and like references and and pop culture stuff like that uh, is obviously really prevalent you know in social media and all that yeah i think people would would appreciate or not appreciate just you know find it funny or whatever if they saw a robber or something like that that again makes sense that's something huge that's a cameo too right and yeah is it completely out of the realm of like because you know to be fair as far as we know like metroid does like take place in the real world just like super far in the future right so it's not out of the realm of possibility that a rob could exist in the future too um in like a real robot form um so yeah i mean rob all the way (laughs) for actually samus versus rob for metroid prime 4 who's silix i want rob for prime 4 um by the way uh here's a cool episode idea for the future i tweeted out a picture on our twitter account who would you rather have in smash silex <laughs> or Crade? i saw that there were a couple people that were just like who's silex which i think is interesting and worth discussing at some point but uh i'm gonna write that down on my list of ideas who, before we forget i hope that's what prime four is about <laughs> you know i want to know who this guy is go. that's what that's what prime four should be about tell me the story and let me learn about this guy and then let me kill him at the end there you go okay so we've talked about f-zero f-zero is the one that i think fits naturally the most naturally we've talked about xenoblade chronicles i think that that's kind of our underdog low-key pick we talked about how funny it would be for rob but the one that david specifically mentioned when he asked the question and the one that i think is kind of the most popular amongst people i've seen float this idea on the internet before is of course Star Fox. 
which is kind of like, I don't think it's on the same level as Metroid. I think it's just below, but another series that is kind of somewhere around that territory that could, you know, could use the boost of having a shared universe. And on the surface, when you look at uh, Star Fox is tricky. You look at the series and everything about it screams that it should be like perfect for Metroid and it would be perfect for Metroid, but they're animals. Aside, if they were human, this would be a great fit, I think. Yeah, but if they were human, the games probably wouldn't exist, you know? Because that's like... Which is the conundrum here. <laughs> um, yeah, I, well, I don't know. Samus has saved or killed the animals in the previous game, so maybe that could be a plot point. She has to save the, the Star Fox animals. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how this would work at all, because how you, how you... I don't even know how you explain how these kind of, like, anthropomorphic animals could even possibly exist... Like it would have to yeah. be like they Samus fell into some wormhole or is having like a really bad hangover or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I really have no idea how they could work. I'm, make I'm that with work. you. But they could. I could. That being said, I could see like Andros maybe somehow making an appearance or maybe a reference to him or like some kind of parallel. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool, actually. I don't know because that because that, really cool. when I think of Star Fox stuff, that's like the closest link i think to not closest but like something that seems the most reminiscent of of metroid to me because again star fox is another situation with f-zero i feel where it's the only similarity they really have is okay they're sci-fi and they are on they're in ships sometimes you know like other than mm -hmm. that there's really not a lot like the gameplay isn't similar the the characters aren't similar like what the characters do isn't similar um you know the boss types you know the you know the settings and all that stuff really aren't that similar so uh, you know again i don't really i don't know why people would want star fox and metroid to be together other than like okay it'd be cool to have fox and falco with or fight samus i guess um which i can see i, I don't know for me like the big thing is setting like uh it, it i can look it doesn't matter to me what the games actually play like because i think that's kind of like a cool opportunity to get like Fox out of the cockpit or, or Captain Falcon out of the cockpit and just like have them do something that maybe they don't necessarily usually do. So that's, that's not the issue for me, but like the, mm -hmm. you know, the setting is the big one and everything fits except for the fact that they are animals. And I was kind of thinking of some ideas about how you could maybe work around this. And I'm not sure that I reached anything that I really liked. So my first idea was turn them human. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe their like their code name is Fox, their code name is Falco. But then I'm like, I'm like, do they lose all of their charm if they're human and not animals? I think that they probably do. And yeah. also, what dude would choose a code name of Slippy? Um, so like that option, a I was just like, guy. Definitely a suspicious yeah, dude. very a very shady guy. Uh, so that option, I was just like, yeah. But like, I feel like if you keep them animals, then you're just you're way too far into like comedy territory. Which you know you might as well be you might as well be having Metroid and rabbits at this point. Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna do that crossover, it's so like you know this is the one that I I see people like really say would be really cool to have a crossover, but I you know maybe if anyone's got a better idea than me and Dak here, like let us know what you think. But this one to me is is very would be tough to pull off um, without being too slapstick and just without being too I don't know weird. Like I just I think it would be bizarre if Samus showed up next to a giant talking fox and like that was that was that you know I think it works in Smash 
it doesn't work in something a little bit more canon, a little bit more serious, like the game that we've kind of been pitching here for the last little bit. Uh, you know, I know we talked about levity with Rob, but this is like on a whole other level. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they could explain it as them like being like experiments gone wrong or something. I don't know. <laughs> or they're just like a species from some place. I don't know. But I do think it was interesting how you said like, okay, Star Fox and F Zero work because the setting is similar and stuff. But I think that's the I don't know, at least for me, an interesting thing you could do with this shared universe or crossover stuff is put these characters in settings they are not used to. Like, why do I want to see Samus in a lower-tier sci-fi universe? I can just go see her in Metroid. She's already in a sci-fi universe. I would be more interested to see her in a completely different setting or characters from a completely different setting join her. I'm not as interested in seeing them cross over with kind of, you know, uh, not lesser, but just, I don't know, less developed or less at least to me less interesting sci-fi universes if we're again if we're gonna be doing that kind of thing at least punch up that's why you know we haven't you know uh i don't know if we're gonna do another sci-fi thing i'd rather it not be like star fox where i don't really not i'm personally not super interested in like the star fox universe and i don't know like what that would add to metroid same thing with f-zero which isn't super developed but that's why i'd be interested in zelda i think it would be cool to see samus somehow show up in hyrule or if you explain that somehow or whatever or link somehow show up in a metroid thing because the difference is so stark there it's so you know uh it's so obvious and they come from different settings i think that would be really interesting if you're going to do it anyway because if you're gonna like go in the whole crossover and share universe route, that's a big undertaking that's a pretty big commitment and i think to do that just to have them cross over with something that's not even like like that similar, but at the same time looks kind of the same. I don't know. Is that like super, is that even like worth it at the end of the day? I don't know what it really does for me as, as a Metroid fan or as a consumer in general to see that. Uh, maybe if I had more interest in those universes, sure. But yeah, I don't know. Star Fox. Well, I, have... I think, I think you nailed it right there. Yeah. It's like, they're not necessarily your cup of tea, but I think for your average consumer, they're going to be like, I think first of all, they would reject, and maybe this is just my opinion, but I think that they would just reject a Zelda Metroid crossover. And like, listen, I am the biggest Zelda slash Metroid fan that you'll probably ever meet, but it's just like, they're, they're too, they're too tonally different. Maybe you can build up there eventually, but like to start off. Uh, yes. I, I, I truly believe that they are again, hmm. it's Lord of the Rings and star Wars, both amazing properties, but like you mash them together and it's just like, I don't know if this works necessarily. So like, I, I feel like it, you can't start there. I feel like you got to start, with a similar setting and i think that the space kind of sci-fi setting of of you know the metroid universe as we kind of called it at the beginning of the show is maybe where you want to go and you t and like you know again these are characters that could use the boost of being in that shared universe because i think that's the rub not necessarily punching up but like the fact that they're all involved in this like epic crossover like that's the rub um yeah so yeah i i think that like i see what you're saying i i think for the average consumer that again i i think your average consumer will be like this is so cool it's a nintendo shared universe and like they might not even necessarily care who's in the game as long as they know like a bunch of different nintendo characters are coming together so like we might as well make it nintendo characters that need the exposure it's kind of my philosophy yeah and i guess that it. makes no no i definitely see what you're saying there and i i do agree like because in the same way that you know when you look at smash like wow look at all these cool characters together yeah if you like went to a store or online now whatever it is and saw like wow like this new game came out and it has samus and and captain falcon in it and i don't know uh humans <laughs> human star fox or something i don't know <laughs> um you know together yeah i do think the the innate 
part of it being a crossover alone would certainly generate some interest in that game specifically yes in that yeah in that game specifically and then hopefully that would lead to like hopefully you have a metroid game and like there's like little like cameos and stuff from those guys and hopefully that would lead to like a new f-zero game and then a new human star fox game that's just a terrible idea i'm sorry i even suggested it um but you get the idea yeah so there it is yeah but then do you have to keep referencing to them is there ever going to be a point where like the initial franchise gets to like be its own thing i think it's kind of nice that like the the franchises kind of keep to themselves and then they do the crossovers when smash happens or the mario parties happen or the mario karts happen and stuff like that you know where everyone like it's like when everyone like takes a break and they're off the clock and they just they go out for a drink later after work right but like when they're working they don't you know, they don't go to the other department and do the other department's work. You know what I'm saying? So, like, do you feel like there's... Yeah, that's a great point. Do you, do you feel like if there wa- was, like, that kind of crossover... Let's say, let's say for example, like, there was a Metroid game with Falcon in it. Like, would Falcon have to, like, continue to be part of the universe? Like, for that to be even, like, for it to happen or for it to be worth it? Or should it happen? Like, should there ever be a point where, like, they aren't shared? Or they, you know, they continue to be, like, their own um... thing? Like, what do you think? I think that uh, in order to make it worth it, you want to you want to build off what you've done. So I think that if Falcon is going to cameo in a Metroid game, he doesn't need to be part of every Metroid game. But if he's going to cameo in that one Metroid game, like, man, you got to make an F-Zero game now to build on that. And maybe Samus can appear in that one. Or, like, maybe you do something with a payoff at the end, kind of like... Uh, Kind of like an like some kind of game equivalent to what the Avengers was, where like you have or like the Defenders to a lesser extent on Netflix, because that's really what we're talking about here. It's like the Defenders rather than the Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. Or like maybe you have Samus, maybe you have Falcon, maybe you have Rob, maybe like maybe you have all these guys kind of get together and there's a threat that only they can stop or whatever. So like I, I think that they don't necessarily have to to be part of each other's business all the times, um, because you you brought up a great point. Like yes, like you know the one of the dangerous roots about this whole shared universe experiment that marvel has and it really showed itself in some of the sony films and even you know in the in the latter marvel films is like these these movies were more concerned about building up their universe than telling one cohesive standalone story which is you know the biggest problem about this whole shared universe fad in my opinion and i i do think that you want to be really careful if you know if this ever happened in a metro game or something like that to like you know where each where each game is a complete story and each game is a complete experience and whatever so i think that you know you you're right that's very important um i i think that you just want to you want to use it to build you know to get eyeballs on your on your franchise like you would use it in order to get a lot more people interested in the idea of metroid because you know there's other nintendo characters and like now if if there's more people that have you know checked out that metroid game it's like okay, well, I really liked this dude that cameoed in here. I want to see more of him. He has his own game coming out soon. And, like, now we have, like, a big game with all the heroes and stuff like that. So, I mean, that that's obviously the idea. That's the formula that they used to such great success with Marvel. Could it work with Metroid? Uh, you know, who knows? It, it was it, it was an interesting question, though. And, like, when I was thinking about it, I was just like, man, that there's, there's more to unpack here than I originally thought. Because, like I said, when I heard the question, my answer was like, of course not. This is stupid. <laughs> But, you know, but then um, you thought about Rob you, and you're like, wait, and a I second. thought about Rob and I was like, how do I make this work? Exactly. <laughs> how do I make this work? Yeah. No, I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm all for more Metroid. Right. So if they're going to make Metroid games with Cap Falcon in it or or Rob or Cooking Mama or the Burger King, that's fine. Go for it. Um, but at the end of the day, I would also like to get Prime 4 and Metroid 5 and hopefully yes. with Metroid characters. So 
Yes, please. That's, I think that's where I'll probably always stand on that. Now, if they actually, I really would like a Samus versus the Burger King game. That would be really cool. So make that happen. That'd be really cool. So, but you, I would check that out. Yeah, see, exactly. You could have like the entire extended McDonald's family in there. You got the Hamburglar. You got what's that purple guy's name? The purple isn't purple. The purple guy, the Hamburglar. Grimace. Oh, Grimace. No, no, no. Purple's Grimace. There we go. Yeah, I, uh, see, I'm not a. I never knew any of those other characters. I just kind of. I got my food and left. I didn't try to talk to all the big, big weirdos <laughs> who were hanging out at McDonald's. I was like, I'm just gonna get my food and go. Thanks. Man, you, you miss you missed out. Okay, so Dak. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I feel like I, I already know what your answer is, but I'm going to ask you anyways. You can pick one franchise ever, like from anything, to be part of a shared universe of Metroid. What is it? Uh, well, it's uh, it's obviously Hello Kitty Island Adventure. I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I really I really like the Hello Kitty games and the Hello Kitty property. I really think that's it your would. answer too. No, <laughs> um, no, yeah, oh yeah, right. Obviously, how is that? I have not to pick your something new now. Yeah, Jeez. them. Um, yeah, I think the obvious answer for me has to be Halo, right? You know, you gotta, you gotta, right. I, you gotta have. Uh, and again, this isn't something I would want canonical. I mean, not that it could ever really happen, but it's a great crossover. I think if you could somehow make that happen, they're pretty, they're pretty similar, you know. And I think that's why we made a lot of like allusions to the two of them. We were talking about like when Metroid missed out on, you know, Nintendo or Nintendo missed out on making Metroid a big thing. Obviously, a lot of similarities between Metroid and Halo and how they were, you know, kind of at like a peak at one point as well. And, you know, you got that, like, the Haloid uh, video on YouTube. You know, Master Chief and Samus, kind of similar characters in terms of, you know, how they, like, you know, they're kind of the player avatar. But, you know, they do have a little bit of development as well. And, obviously, they're, you know, big humans in armor shooting things that are aliens. So, a lot of similarities there, too. Yeah, I think Halo would be great. I would love to – I don't know really how they would do it or if I would want, you know, Master Chief in a, in a Metroid game. Samus in a Halo game, I think it would probably be sick if it was like, you know, more of like a Metroid Prime Halo kind of game with the two of them somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I, you know, I think you can't, you got to keep Halo with the FPS. That's where it shines, obviously. And I think Metroid you know, also shines really well in the FPS scenario too. So if they could do that crossover, I also still, again, got to say, I feel like Dead Space would be so sick. I think actually, I even though you said one game, I want to say another one. Um, I think Gears of War would be interesting because, and, and the reason why I say that because Dead Space made me think of that too. I think that has, you know, that has like the third person kind of, you know, shooter style gameplay. I would be interested to see, you know, Metroid kind of do the third person shooter, like the real way, not like the, not the other way, but you know, the, 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 the true third person shooter kind of way. I think Gears of War might be interesting. I could see how Gears of War and Metroid could be, uh, could work together and it might be a little more of like a gruesome version of metroid and at the same time you could really go any farther than that i think a lot of fps games could really work out I, you know half-life might be something that would be sick somehow um and whatnot bioshock i think i mentioned on the q a as well but i think halo would have to be my choice for sure yeah i think halo is the like the obvious kind of dream scenario for anybody and like just to just to clarify here, now we're just kind of dream spitballing crossovers, not necessarily shared universe, but oh, yeah, Halo yeah. is like, is definitely the, you know, the one that I can, you know, ever since 2002, I remember there always being people comparing Samus and Master Chief. Um, for me, kind of to, uh, to bring it all back to where we started on this show, I think that it would be so awesome to see Metroid and Alien together. Like, can you imagine 
like Metroid Prime, but like you're hunting a xenomorph or something like that. Like, God, that, that would just be so cool. It seems like, you know, that just fits. It fits so beautifully. You don't necessarily have to have like any characters from the Alien series show up, but like the aliens themselves, uh, that would be so cool. Or maybe you could bring in David from, uh, you know, the, the Prometheus films. He's a really engaging character. I had a long discussion about Alien Covenant today, actually, with a couple people. So I've got Alien on the brain. But man, I, I think that, that Metroid and Alien would be like two peas in a pod. I think that that crossover would be uh, fantastic. And if, if they could make that shared universe work somehow, by God, that would be the dream for me. I could see them doing a movie, you know. Well, every time I think of like a movie or a TV show kind of crossover, like that might be like that, like Metroid and 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 Alien, I think it'd be. I still think it'd be kind of like not funny, but it would have that kind of like guest of the week kind of feel to it, because it is like it have to be somewhat like head nodding to the fact that they're very, you know, Metroid's based entirely on on Alien uh, and aliens. So, but yeah, I think that'd be really cool. I would love to see like a movie. If they could do a game somehow too, you know, that'd be cool. Maybe an FPS. I think the 2D stuff could work as well. But yeah, like Samus going after Xenomorphs and whatnot, you know, whatnot. Alongside Sigourney Weaver, that'd be sick. You know, like, I, I, yeah, I think that would be, that would naturally be a, uh, a good fit. I think that'd be really cool. Especially like if you, what if you what if you made like kind of an amalgamation between a Metroid and a and a Xenomorph? Like I, I think that'd be so cool. That would fit so well. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But yeah, there there it is. Uh, so Sigourney in the power suit, you know, man. Maybe she gets like an alien, like power suit. That'd be so cool. You know, that'd be that'd sick. Be so cool. God, that'd a be Xeno good. suit. All right, we we want to hear what you guys think about uh, Metroid and this whole shared universe idea. I know we spent a long time on this one question, but I, you know, I truly think that there is a lot to unpack in that question. So uh, let us know if you think that Metroid being in some kind of shared sci-fi Nintendo universe is a horrible idea, or if it's something you're open to, and if it is something you're open to, how you would make it work. Uh, we've, we've discussed some theories and some potential crossover candidates here, but we want to hear from you. Uh, let us know over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod, and you can let me know at Spateri316 and Dakno at the, um, the Rapture underscore. Um, that's going to do it for us for this week. Of course, we will be back uh, next week. And uh, in the meantime, make sure that you check us out over on Podbean, over on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are at Omega Metroid Pod. Like, subscribe, tell a friend, leave us a review, and uh, you know, spread the good word. We really appreciate the uh, all the love that the show's been getting lately. Um, so we're again just thanking every one of you for listening every week and recommending and uh, we hope that you guys keep it up until next week we're out of here